Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. Today, I want to talk about something called iterative teamwork. Now, you may be wondering exactly what iterative means, and when I looked it up in the Cambridge Dictionary, it means doing something again and again, usually to improve it. Now, my inspiration for talking about iterative teamwork is actually the experience that I've had with our team in producing our quarterly book series. So Dan Sullivan, a couple of years ago, committed to producing a single book every quarter. That means over 25 years, because he has a 25-year plan for this, there are 100 books. Now, that is a big, hairy, audacious goal, if you're familiar with that term from good to great. And when he set the goal, he didn't actually know quite how he was going to pull that off. So this is a big commitment, definitely went through a phase of courage. And then out of that has come the capability and the confidence. We now know, because there's a whole team of us, that we can easily produce a book a quarter. So I want to break down how this process works and really tell you about how we have improved it every quarter. It is one of the most fun, most productive, most unique ability teamwork experiences I have ever had in my almost 30 years of working. So I really wanted to share it with you because I think there are a lot of lessons to be learned. I really want to model this for other companies because we have this big goal and this long-term goal. I mean, who knows if all of us will be around 25 years from now doing it? I certainly hope so. But there's a reason why that does not look like a burden. There's a reason why that's exciting as opposed to challenging. There's a big danger of getting bored if you're doing something 100 times over and over again. But I'm really excited, and I want to share why. And actually, all of us are really excited because we talk about this. And the reason is that every single quarter, we are looking for and finding a new way to make the process better. And what's great about every time we find an improvement is it's one that frees people up to do more of what they love to do and do best, which is what we call unique ability at Strategic Coach. It's one where the process gets more efficient, it gets faster, it leverages people's capabilities, it gets more fun, it gets easier every single time. That's a really joyful process to be a part of. All of us take authorship and ownership over the process, Dan Sullivan included, but there's a whole team of people. So let me introduce you to some of the players. You'll know of whom I'm talking. And I'll tell you some of the key improvements that we've come up with. And I'll also lay out the process so you have some idea. Let's start with the process, actually. So what happens is Dan gets an idea for what he wants to do. He creates what he calls a mindset scorecard. So this is the shift, the eight kind of key points he wants to cover. And a failure example of that, he chooses a frustrated example of that way of thinking, then he chooses a conventionally successful way of that way of thinking, and then finally a transformational way of thinking about it. That's a fair bit of work, as you can probably get the idea. But that's really the game plan for the mindsets that he wants people to work through as they're going through the book. More recently, we've added a step where out of that, he creates an outline. Now, it's kind of interesting because we're really two and a bit years into the process. We're on our ninth book now that the outline step didn't actually come in until two quarters ago. So that was a more recent innovation. But now we do an outline. Also, what happens is that I interview him on that outline. So we go into the studio and we record introduction, usually chapters one through three or four, and then we'll do five through eight. We'll do the conclusion, and then we have a wrap-up session to make sure we've caught all the interesting details for that. Then out of that, that gets all transcribed, and then it goes to 
a writer, and that person writes it based on the text and really kind of shapes it into paragraphs and into those sections. Then it goes to an editor. Then it goes to a proofreader. We also have a cartoonist whose name is Hamish, and Hamish is brilliant. So he and Dan keep improving their process for how they can communicate about what the images are that go along with these ideas. And by the way, these are not abstract ideas, but they are certainly ones that I'm like always amazed at their creativity of like, how did you actually put that into into a cartoon form to make it real and tangible? But it certainly makes the ideas so much more concrete and so much more accessible to people. And then we also do... There's a whole cartoon section. When the book is done, there's also an audio. Talk about that in just a moment. And then more recently, we've also added video to the whole process as well as an ebook version. So as you can tell, I'm sort of leading to what some of the improvements have been. So as you can tell, we have a whole team of people involved in the process of producing a book. Now, I want to share with you some of the improvements we've made, and we keep getting better and better at it. So originally, the person who was writing the book was Carrie, our editor. One of the things that came out of this was that Carrie really, really enjoys editing. The idea of writing, and this was actually even before we had the outline, so she basically had eight hours of recordings to try and shape into a book based on the scorecard. That was really challenging. And at one point, she said to herself, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Do you think Dan would do fewer books? And I was like, oh, no, (laughs) he's definitely not going to do that. So then she and our team leader, Christine, got resourceful, and they found a writer who happens to be Carrie's brother named Adam. And Adam is now the person who writes the book, and Carrie edits. And that was a massive improvement. Carrie's back in her happy place, brilliant editor, great at quality control, knows Dan's voice like nobody else, and works really, really well with Adam. So that teamwork and partnership, that's one of the more recent changes we made. As I said, the addition of the outline is another change that we made to really give more structure, because Carrie was struggling with just this I called it an eight-hour word cloud of what Dan was saying. It was really hard to shape. So he's now giving a lot more direction about that. Originally, she used to give me questions with which to interview Dan. Now I based off the outline, and I realize I don't do well with that much structure. I would rather just be a lot more freeform. Originally, Dan used to read the book and do the final audio, because we always like to do an audio version of the book, was him reading the book. He did not find that all that interesting. It's kind of, for him, he'd already done it. He was reading words that he'd already thought through. There was nothing new about it. Now, out of my experience doing author interviews for this Team Success podcast, I was like, oh, Dan, I'd love to interview you. Because I knew I loved being in conversation with Dan. He loves being in conversation with me. And I knew I could make it interesting and exciting and fun. And that's what we've been doing for about the last, I would say, seven books. So now we do an author interview, and that's the audio version of the book. Hamish had a mishap, a biking mishap, and broke both of his wrists and an elbow. So our cartooning was postponed for a little while. So that's where our colleague Linda innovated the idea of an ebook and also a whole video series, which we're now doing. So as you can tell, all of these teamwork iterations just keep making the process better and better. We keep producing higher quality books, as far as I'm concerned, more and different versions of them. So people have lots of different ways to access it. And the most fun part for me is it's becoming easier. I look forward to every single recording session with Dan. I'm always in awe of the text when I get it back and wow, wow, we said that. (laughs) It always feels new to me. It's quite incredible. And I can't wait for the next quarter. I always know that there's going to be something new and better to look forward to. My point here is kind of going through a lot of the detail of the process 
is that there is a deadline every single quarter that we are going to produce a new book. And I think that's a really important aspect of really figuring out iterative teamwork because if you just do it once, there's no opportunity to do it over and over and over again. But when you have the focus on learning, when you have the focus on, oh, what are we going to do that's new and different and better next time? You're in a state of inquiry, to use that term. You're asking good questions. You're getting resourceful. You're looking for what's a little sticky? What's a little bit uncomfortable? Where is there someone who is feeling squished or things are too tight or it's not in their area of unique ability? How could we make that better? What I love about it is that it's one that is so freeing for people. And when you free people up from those areas that are kind of sticky for them, they get even more engaged. They take even more ownership because they've been liberated. They've been freed up to do what they do best. And they're even more involved in the project than they were before. They're contributing the very, very, very best of themselves. So our products keep getting better and better. And that is such a great process to be a part of. And I also like that it doesn't take a lot of management. Scheduling is the part that is definitely the most challenging, but fortunately we have two incredibly capable people taking care of it. And we don't work on it very hard. Every time some of us, sometimes all of us, will do a little tool at Strategic Coach we call the Experience Transformer, which is essentially what worked, what didn't, and knowing what we know now, what will we do differently next time? Those are such great questions. Always start by celebrating what worked, Always look at, okay, what could work better? So what didn't, or what was, what was sticky? What didn't we enjoy that much? Where were we too rushed? Where is someone not doing what they love to do? Where didn't we get the result we'd hoped for? And then knowing what we know now, what are some improvement ideas? I mean, I love how Hamish keeps researching and finding technology to help make his cartooning easier and faster and maybe cheaper and better. So technology can be another part of this as well. So my whole premise here is that iterative teamwork is one where you have this optimistic outlook on how you are going to keep improving, which means that you never get stuck. You never worry about staying the same. Why I think this is so important is people can look at your next year or two or three of projects, and they're like, oh, it's going to be the same as the last one. We're going to have the same headaches. We're going to have the same breakdowns and the process is the same. Nothing has changed. Same people are involved. It's like, oh. you know, the parts of the project that are working and are great, super, those are fine. But there are always, calling them sticky bits today, there's always those little pinch points that cause people pain. And if they don't get dealt with, they kind of wear on you. Think about wearing shoes or a piece of clothing that chafes you. It can be a sensitive spot in your ankle or, you know, something on your seam somewhere on your leg. And if you don't do anything about it, it creates a red spot. And if you really don't do anything about it, it creates a blister. (laughs) And then if that breaks, it's really, really sore. That's what happens if we don't deal with those pinch points in terms of teamwork. And people end up in pain. This is not good. Sometimes it's serious and dire. Sometimes it's less so. But still, you really want to be constantly alleviating these symptoms and paying attention to them, not from the point of fixing something. It's broken. Oh, it's bad. It's like, oh, well, naturally, not all teamwork works perfectly the first time even better than that. It's like, oh, let's do the best we can knowing what we know now. Let's learn and make it even better next time. That's the best mindset of all. So I really like that idea of keeping refreshing what you're doing, keeping it fresh. I think that's a great perspective to have. Keep refining who loves to do what. Keep looking at, oh, is there technology that can make this faster, easier, cheaper, and better? And my other perspective about this is that teamwork 
I think needs to be fun. I think it needs to bring joy into people's lives. I look at people who are doing what they love to do, and they are happy campers. They're like, oh, I get to go to work. One of the things that people who are part of Strategic Coach often say is like, oh, my gosh, compared to my colleagues, I am so much happier. I kind of hate sometimes talking about how good I have it because they're so unhappy, (laughs) which I'm like, oh, that's so harsh. I hate that. I want everyone to be celebrating what they do that's working. And I think one of the things that we do at Coach, which is apparently, unfortunately, unusual, is that we look for what people love to do and are best at. We try and maximize the amount that they do it. And then when you do that as a whole team and you're constantly focused on improvements and you're open to new and better ways of doing things, which means people get to be even more in the area of what they love to do, then that's a whole systemic approach to making things better from a very, I'm going to say, optimistic point of view. So I think that's a powerful way to look at what you're doing. This is very common in certain types of companies. I know in certain types of tech companies and certain exponential businesses, things are changing so fast, they have to do this iterative teamwork because things are not staying the same and they need to constantly be refining and switching up how they're doing things because their environment's changing, their tools are changing. Hopefully their goals aren't changing too much, but factors in their environment are changing. So they're having to keep iterating to keep making it better. So how do you take action on this? Well, really, you have to know and learn one another's strengths, and you have to appreciate those, not wish they were different. I said recently, you know, you need to be able to play the hand that you've been dealt, not the ones you've wished you've been dealt. It's a great Dan expression. And appreciate what other people's hands are. What strengths have they been dealt? How can you make the best use of them and play the best game together so that everyone wins? That's the mindset. Another crucial factor here is that people have to be confident enough and sometimes brave enough to have enough courage to be honest with themselves and to speak up. You know, if Carrie hadn't been willing to say to Dan, Dan, I actually can't do this anymore. I need to switch it up and I have a solution. She didn't come and lay the problem on him. She said, here's the situation. I'm not in my unique ability. I'm excellent, but I'm not unique. And the idea of keeping doing this, she said, I'm getting worn out. And I want to find a solution before it gets too dire. And then she had a solution. We laid it out to Dan in a really simple way that we have of communicating. He was like, great, let's do it. (laughs) We already tested Adam on a few chapters, so we knew he could do the job. And it was really that simple. But if she had not had the courage to speak up and be honest with herself and communicate, that would not have happened. And it would have caused a real teamwork breakdown that would have been far messier, really challenging to handle. So I'm very appreciative of that. Also, is that willingness to review on a regular basis what worked, what didn't, and what are the improvement ideas. And then lastly, well, I'm going to add one, to have a sense of humor. And then really be open and have compassion. Appreciate where other people are coming from. So it's not all about you. It's not about your ideas of how it could work, how it should work, how you wish it worked. It's like, oh, who do we have? How are we doing? How can we make it better? And when you're open and have compassion for how you're operating and how other people are operating, it lays the groundwork for asking those great questions, how could we make it better? So I really, really want to encourage you. So if you're putting together a client report, if it's doing some kind of project, if it's initiating a new solution for somebody and you constantly do it for different clients, look at this as a way to be repeating something and always getting better. So really look at how can you make the teamwork iterative and focus on what's working, what are the improvements, how can you make it better, with that sense of optimism, with that sense that we can always make it better. It's going to be even more fun next time, and I think that will lead to much better results 
a much happier team and, frankly, I think really great products and really great services and experiences that you're creating for yourselves and for your clients. So I'd love to hear your stories about how you keep improving your teamwork. Again, what I'm calling iterative teamwork, because I think it's really the secret sauce of how we can keep getting better. So thank you very much for listening. I love having these conversations. If you have any questions or comments, please let me know at questionsastrategiccoach.com. And as always, here's to your team success. Hi, Shannon here, and thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the Team Success Podcast on iTunes. And we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach Program for Entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more team success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com.